Welcome to the Advancing Women Podcast, where ambitious women come together to challenge the status quo, advance their careers, and up-level their lives. The Advancing Women Podcast is hosted by gender equity expert and executive coach, Dr. Kimberly D. Simone. Welcome, warriors, to the Advancing Women Podcast. We've all heard the adage, hindsight is 2020. It's an expression that suggests it's easy to understand something after it has already happened, that we have a level of clarity when we look back at a situation, event, or decision. And of course, 2020 is a reference to the visual acuity of a person, the sharpness or clarity. So today's podcast, my 25th podcast on my 50th birthday, is about the clarity of 50. 50 20 vision, what my 50 year old self wishes my 20 year old self knew. And so I invited my two best friends, Heather, who has been in her 50s for just a few years, myself, who is 50 today, and Erica, who is approaching 50 in just a few years. Consider this a group mentoring session, a combined 150 years of experience in navigating the world as warrior women. Welcome, Erica and Heather. I can't think of a better way to spend my birthday than being with both of you on the Advancing Women podcast to share the wisdom of 50, our 50-20 vision with all our warrior listeners. Thank you. So nice to be here, Kimberly. Yeah, it's great to be here. Happy birthday. Thank you. So I had to narrow it down because we have lots to talk about, and we decided to do our three things that we wanted to share. And so I'm going to go ahead and jump in and start. So the first thing is about coming into your power and being a powerful, strong woman. Being a warrior does not mean you're Teflon and that everything just rolls off your shoulder. And I think when I was younger, I thought I have to choose almost, right? I've got to be this powerful person and I can't let anything bother me. And I've just got to let everything roll off my shoulders. And I don't know if you guys have felt that way, but I feel like as I've gotten older, I've realized, you know, I can be a powerful warrior woman and Mm -hmm. still expect to feel hurt and betrayal and pain when things go wrong or disappointment. It's not something that's kind of an either or. I would add to this. Um, this just popped in my head is something that we do really well with each other is to check in, be a good friend, to check in on our warrior friends who the world feels do not bleed or feel pain or um, that they are Teflon because none of us are. So in addition to what you just said, I would also say, check in on your warrior friends (laughs) because they're not Teflon. (laughs) I think that's a great point. And for our warriors in your 20s, we are here to say we know that you still feel that pain and that frustration sometimes, and you are still a warrior and we are checking in. So consider yourself checked in on in this episode. I think that's such a great point, Erica. Heather, did you have anything you wanted to add? Well, yeah, I agree with you. When I was in my 20s, I felt um, emotion was not allowed in the workplace. And especially being a woman, you were not allowed to show emotion. Everything did have to roll off your back. You start to think that you're not allowed to have hurt feelings or emotions or, or disappointment. Yeah. Um, and I think that's not true. We do need to be able to express, you know, a disappointment appropriately. We need to be able to express I'm sad or I'm frustrated because those are human emotions and those are real. I think that's such a great point. And so much of the research shows that women feel exactly what you're 
saying, because we're fed a steady diet of being careful and being mindful and all that emotional labor that comes with that. And it's important because it can become almost brainwashing to make you think Mm -hmm. that if you feel something or if you say something or if you're not Teflon, that somehow you don't have what it takes, right, to get ahead. And I think that's really such an important point. And I'm so glad you brought it up. So with that, I am going to jump right into Erica. Why don't you give us your first life lesson, your 50-20 vision? So mine is to never stop playing. And what that means is we need to stay curious forever. (laughs) For me in my 20s, I was very focused on the mission, right? It was to live the American dream, go to college, get the degree, get the good job. And that would put us on the path uh, that we wanted to be put on. And I'm not saying that that's not what we should be doing. What I am saying is that it's a good idea to also take the time to take an offshoot to that path, take time to be curious about things that might be in your peripheral vision versus right in front of you, that it is worth it, that allowing yourself Um, to take these paths and trust in it, that it will be worth it. Get comfortable with taking many paths to follow your curiosity. And it'll might just take you someplace you didn't think it was going to be. And it most likely is going to be a thousand times better than what you originally thought. I love that. And I think there's some really interesting research on kaleidoscope careers with women. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about in life in general, but also in your career, this idea that men are more likely to follow a linear path. You go to school, you get the degree, you get the job, get that promotion. And women tend to have a kaleidoscope type of careers where things are coming at you from different angles. And a great word of wisdom, 50-20 vision is don't be afraid of that kaleidoscope path because the world will tell you to get on the linear path because the linear path is the androcentric bias. It's the male path and it's the path that we are used to seeing and hearing about that has been kind of positioned as the path, Mm -hmm. right? And so I love what you say, Erica, about being playful because it doesn't have to necessarily be not fun. Sometimes with the kaleidoscope, it goes a little slower. It takes a few different offshoots, but it ends up in a place that maybe holistically is a little bit more gratifying and more aligned with the way you want it to go. Yeah. I would add too, to not lose that curiosity, Erica, I love that. And sometimes you can't be curious in the moment, right? Because maybe there is something you're trying to accomplish or a path that you're on, but to not lose the curiosity. Maybe you just put a pin in it because you will be fed your entire life through a kaleidoscope career, possibly with being curious and following things that excite you and create passion. And I think that's really important. To, I love to that. Not, like, it's a long game. It's a long it game. It is. And, and, you know, we talk about things like journaling and stopping and taking notes. And I know I'll be driving sometime and an idea will come into my head and I'll just stop at the red light and pull out my phone and record the idea and, and just put it somewhere. Like you said, Heather, put a pin in it somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I think the idea is that You may be going down a very specific path and these ideas and this kind of kaleidoscope, playful way of thinking will come into your head and let's just not ignore it. Let's embrace it and think, okay, maybe not now, but let me not lose sight of it. And let's not forget to appreciate that part of us. I think that's warrior power. I totally agree. (laughs) I totally agree. Which brings us to you, Heather, your first word of wisdom for our 50-20 vision. Mine kind of... uh, 
plays off of what Erica said, because mine is that life is not an either or. I think in my 20s, I felt like I had to make hard decisions, right? I'm going to have a career and then therefore I need to get this degree, this education, and it's either or. And life isn't an either or. You have a full spectrum of choices and things that you can do. But again, that the path that was told to me was the way to have a successful life and a successful career was very much an either or. And I would say life has taught me that's not the case because I've had three distinctly different careers in my life so far. And I'm only in my early fifties and I've had five different jobs. And every time it was following that curiosity trail. Um, so to not think about it as a win lose proposition, but rather a win learn proposition. We're not either oaring here, but rather maybe going down a path or you learn that's not the path and I'm now going to take another path. Right. Or the time, right? There's a season for everything. And sometimes it's a perfect path for a period of time. And then you're open to another path that becomes a perfect path for that period of time. And I've talked in previous episodes about the false dilemma fallacy, Mm -hmm. which is the way that so often women's choices are presented within this either or context, you know, you've either got to choose motherhood or career. You've either got to be committed to your job or committed to your family, but even other things, right? That you can't be strong and powerful, but also still be sensitive and empathetic. All of the different ways that we try to put people into these either or boxes that tend to not really represent the full complexity of life and all the twists and turns and changes. And do you want to jump in, Erica? I can see your thoughtfulness as we talk about this. I mean, it's just so important. I actually try to instill this with my girls as we talk about the future and what that looks like and just letting them know, enjoy the choice you make today and be comfortable with changing that choice tomorrow. I think it's interesting because we talk about hindsight in this episode, and I always think about how people want to assume that the other option would have been the better option. How do you know that any of those twists and turns or detours aren't part of a bigger plan? And if we can embrace the idea that maybe um, we're supposed to be where we're supposed to be, and it's okay if that changes, I think that's a really great point. And I agree with you, Erica. It's difficult to instill that with your children and also have them be goal-driven because you want them to be successful, but you also want them to have that wisdom. It's such a balance because you see decisions even being made where you've invested something, right? Time, money, some type of resource. Like you invested in a major. I changed my major after the second year. So I had a whole year that I invested already into a different major. And I had to make that choice, right? Do I change? And now I'm on a four-year path starting over again. But it turned out to be the best thing because it opened up some other opportunities. And a lot of times I'll see decisions made because they're afraid to lose the initial investment. But what they're not realizing is the growth that they've had inside of them that's taking them on a different path. And it's like, it's not even sunk costs. It, you've learned something, right? This is true in relationships as well. I know people that are in these long-term relationships mm-hmm. and they know it's wrong and they stay mm-hmm. because they're like, well, I've already invested this much time. If I break this off, then I'm starting over and I'm even further away from what I want. I think, no, you're closer. Every day you're in that job that is not your future, you're further from where you want to be. And every day that you spend in that major in college, uh, 
that isn't where you want to be, you're further from. So this misnomer that if you stop something and move on a different trajectory that feels more right for you, that you're further from where you want to be is really damaging in some ways because you're actually closer as you make that change. It just doesn't always feel like that in the short term. And society doesn't always embrace that, which is why it's good to have your warrior friends and mentors to help you understand that that is not only part of the process, but is it Advisable. As you grow and know yourself better, you're going to see yourself in different places that are going to make you happier. So I think that's a really great point. That's a lot of faith, right? Faith in yourself and having faith that you know the path you need to go on. Faith is one of these things that many times fits into that either or, right? Oh, well, if you have faith, then you can't control your destiny. I I think no, faith is an important part of you actually playing into your destiny. It's not an either or, it's actually uh, yes and. Yeah, I love that. It's actually a good segue into my second 50-20 vision tip, which is to not focus on people pleasing Mm -hmm. and to get comfortable saying no. And I guess it's not just saying no, but to get comfortable saying, I understand the path you envisioned for me. That's not the path that I see myself going down or to yourself. I understand that I thought that that was the path I was going down, but I'm not going down that path anymore and I'm going to make a change. You know, you want to be a good person and I'm not saying don't care about people, but we can't focus so much on pleasing people. We have to be able to say no. I think in my 20s, there was this idea of, and I talked about this in my agony and art of saying no episode, that you have this feeling that you almost can't say no because you're constantly having to prove it again. And all the research shows that. So what will saying no look like? If I make that change, what will the professional and even personal repercussions of that change be? And so it is scary and it is harder for women, especially to say no or to make those tough choices. But there is that time where you just have to say to yourself, hopefully people can find a way to understand or respect where I'm coming from. But at the end of the day, I've got to make the choices that are best for my life. I guess I would say to my 20-year-old self, be thoughtful and be intentional about the things you say yes to and the things you say no to. Because every time you say yes to something, you have to say no to something else. Mm -hmm. When I was younger, I thought, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. As I've gotten older, I've thought, you know, I can do it. There's no doubt I can do that, but there's only so many hours in the day. And I don't know that I want to do that thing. If it means that I have to say no to something, perhaps that's more important. (laughs) This reminds me of a conversation that I've had multiple times with my husband and he'll say, but you're so good at that. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, I am very good at a lot of things. (laughs) I cannot say yes to all of those things. (laughs) Absolutely. And even if you are good at it, it doesn't mean you should be doing it all the time. I totally agree. I also think sometimes people like to tell us we're good at things that they don't want to do. I always say it's really uncanny how women are often always, quote unquote, so good at the kind of housekeeping, Mm -hmm. crappy jobs. You know, it's like, no, I don't think I'm particularly good at it. I just think I'm good at sucking it up and getting it done when it needs to be done, which is not entirely the same thing. But that is another episode altogether. So actually the first thought that I had when you were explaining this point, which I think is very good, was. Right. You're saying no to an external force, but you're saying yes to yourself. You're saying yes to an internal force. And which should you listen to? 
I think that's a great mindset shift. For, that's a 50-20 mindset shift piece mm-hmm. of advice. Remember that saying no on the outside is often saying yes on the inside. And I think that's such a great point in a different way of looking at it. Um, and so, Erica, that brings us to our second Erica 50-20 vision tip. This one is short and sweet. It's be unapologetically you. I always say comparison is kryptonite. No doubt. And we live in a social media world that constantly gives us the highlight reel and tells us this is what it's supposed to look like. Honestly, I look at the challenges of women in their 20s today and how everything is so out there and so visible and every achievement is denoted and posted on LinkedIn and Facebook, Instagram. And so you're noticing all of the achievements of everyone around you. And it it can be really difficult not to find ourselves comparing. And I just think we should put a sticker on our mirrors in our bathrooms that say comparison is kryptonite. I think that's awesome. That should be on your mirror every day. I think it's an excellent point. So we'll jump right into you, Heather, and your second 50-20 vision tip. My second one is to never stop learning. And this can kind of go along with what Erica was saying earlier about being curious, but I think it also has to do with what Carol Dweck termed the open mindset, to just have this open mindset to always want to learn new things, being prepared to learn new things, to not being finished. I I think in my 20s, once I got my undergrad degree and entered the workforce, I felt like, oh, I've arrived. I'm educated and now it begins. And then I realized what I didn't know. (laughs) And it drove me right back to school and I got my graduate degree. And now I've had my graduate degree. So now, again, I felt like I've done it. Now I have arrived only to learn more what I didn't know. And so to just always have your antennas up, to always be ready to learn, to never feel like I've checked the box, I've done it. And now what? You know? Yeah. And I think we don't always know how what we learn is going to manifest later. Mm-hmm. Erica, you and I have talked about this a lot. I mean, sometimes I think about the interviews I had to do for my dissertation and I thought, well, I'm never going to do interviews again. And now here I am with this podcast many years later. And lo and behold, trying to remember some of the best practice things I learned in terms of doing those interviews. And it is a very holistic kind of mindset. I think this idea of, you know, I have to get the master's degree and then I'll be in the place, right? Right. So I've made it. And this kind of idea that even if you're an expert, you're still learning, right? Mm -hmm. You're still growing Mm -hmm. and being comfortable in the growth. Yeah, it's interesting. One of the places I probably felt the most uncomfortable in my life was once I checked all those boxes on that first list, right? I was Mm. married. I had a great job, um, had uh, started our family. Yeah, you did all the things, right? Our own house, right? Like, and I remember feeling very lost um, and trying to figure out from there. And it took a little while. So that, that may have been one of the most uncomfortable times, probably in my own skin, was when I had seemingly checked all those boxes that you spoke mm-hmm. about, Heather. Um, mm-hmm. But I've circled out of that, right? And I'm back in this learning journey. And yeah, of course, we all have goals, right? But it's not significant end destinations. It's I'd like to do this. I'd like to learn about this. Ooh, that's cool. What does that take me? Be a little more fluid and open in that. I agree. That's that's a great piece of advice. I love that. And it's funny because, you know, we talk about enjoy the journey, not just the destination. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but think to myself, 
it's all the journey. How do you even know what the destination is? I mean, all of those things, all of the places we land, all of the boxes we check, and I guess the 50-20 advice is don't even think about the end game. It's all the journey. Well, yeah, they're like um, power-up points. They're like flags that you hit, right? I like <laughs> it. They thought we would call it, right? Because Yeah, by all means, collect those power-up points. That doesn't mean you're ever done or at the I'm end. Just trying to, because you still want those little goals, right? Things that kind of drive you forward. But the journey is collecting those flags are, is just as important. Yeah, no, I think that's great. There's nothing wrong with grabbing a few flags along the way to say, well done, at a girl. We all deserve that. We work hard. So, you know, by no means are we saying don't be pleased or feel like you've achieved goals along the journey. It's more just never think that you're at a destination because that doesn't allow you the curiosity because maybe life is going to put you in a place that you never envisioned or thought of, but is entirely magnificent Mm -hmm. and the best place you're going to end up. And you might not even know it. It may not have ever made the checklist. I actually wish that for everybody because our minds are only so capable And I love that. I wish that for everyone listening as well, that life has in store for them so many boxes that they'll get to check that they haven't even conceived of. That is really a wonderful 50-20 wish for all the listeners. So (laughs) I'm going to jump into my final one. And we all talk about this one a lot, but it's really worthy of discussion. And that is to be mindful of undermining language that does not serve you inwardly and outwardly. Talk nicely to yourself, interrupt negative self-talk, but also stop over-apologizing. Learn to take compliments. Don't say, I think, or I feel when you know. It's a host of small things that women do. And part of that is because of the inequitable world we live in that constantly judges the way women do things, but we have to interrupt those patterns of bias. And we have to say, you know what? I'm going to take what serves me and let go of what does not serve me. And every time I know something because I have expertise or I've done the hard work of knowing and I say, I feel, or, well, I was just kind of thinking I'm undermining that. And every time someone says, wow, you did a really great job. And you say, oh, you know, do you think I did this and I did that? No, that undermines you. And I will say this at 50 years old today. This is one of the ones that I have to constantly work on. And this is one of the ones that forces me to recognize how incredibly fortunate I am to have the warrior women who are on this episode with me to say, I'm going to interrupt that. I'm not going to let you say what you just said, because it's not kind to yourself. And I want you to say that just a little bit nicer to yourself. So I think being mindful of the language internally and externally is really important. Yeah. I mean, this is spot on. We have to reframe how we speak to ourselves. And we naturally, especially warrior women, are the hardest on ourselves. And we we need to soften that a little bit. We have to remember we're talking to our friend. And you know, there's enough against you in the world. The reality is that there's a lot of biases and barriers that make it tougher for women. And we don't need to not be on our own side. And I think that's the biggest takeaway. Any language or any way of thinking where you are not on your own side needs to be interrupted. Yep. I couldn't agree more. Okay, Erica, this is your final uh, takeaway. What would you like to share? 
This one is also pretty simple. Investing in yourself is the best investment you will ever make. I had a summer job while I was in college. It was a packaging plant. And you made good money there. I was working third shift, making a great hourly wage. And I remember the gentleman that I would work with would say, why are you uh, spending all this money to go to college when, you know, you can make up to X whatever here and, you know, really make a career out of this. And a lot of people, they go to college and then they move back here and they don't use their degree and then they're in debt and this whole story. And I would politely say, well, you know what? One, I'm open to not moving back here and moving (laughs) where the opportunity is. And two, I'm going to bet on myself. This really hits home for me, even as an educator. Sometimes it's hard to constantly have to justify why expertise, learning, education bring value. It's more like I need this degree and I need to get promoted in my job. And I know that when you're younger, it can feel that way. But if you think about it the way you're saying, Erica, it's an investment in yourself, in your growth, mm-hmm. in your ability to learn and grow. That's a different way of looking at it. And yes, no money you spend is a waste of money if it's on bettering yourself. And you'll hear people say, I can't attend that conference for a hundred bucks and they'll spend $1,100 on a phone. Now I'm not knocking spending $1,100 on a phone. But we have to shift the mindset. We have to understand that spending $1,000 on a phone or $40,000 on a car, those are expensive things and you don't think twice about them. And as soon as you start believing that investing in yourself is somehow not worth that, I think we're going down a dangerous path. I think that's such an important piece of advice. Our final piece of advice, our 50-20 vision from Heather, and I really like this to kind of wrap up a little bit because it kind of encompasses all of them. My final piece of advice uh, to my 20-year-old self is also quite simple. It is to hold on loosely. And what I mean by that is when I was 20 and I had goals and things that I wanted to achieve and milestones I wanted to reach, I felt like when I would get there, then I would have achieved something and that would define me. And I think the older I have become, the more I realize that those things do not define me, that those are accomplishments and goals that I set for myself. And I'm really proud when I reach them. Um, But those become the essence of my being. Then when they go away, then what do I have? So instead to hold on to all of my accomplishments loosely and to, as Erica said, invest in myself. That's the best investment that I can have. And it's not my house or my job or my accolades that define me, but rather something much bigger than that. At 50 years old, I think I can say I would invest in me. I believe that I have invested in myself enough that I would bet on myself. I think this idea of holding on loosely is so important. I have one thing to add to holding on loosely because it it really conjures up uh, something that I think about quite often. Have you ever heard that when you hold water in your palm and you try to hold the water tighter, what happens? The water leaves your palm, but if you hold it loosely, you can hold that water in your palm. And I've attributed this things in your life. Have you ever had times where you've wanted something so much and you've worked so hard and you've just been singularly focused on that thing and it just doesn't happen. It's just not happening. You're trying so hard, but then you stop and you relax and you maybe shift your focus for a minute 
and just let that thing be, that thing then comes to you. Yeah, Erica, honestly, for 5020 vision, that just nails it. It is so hard in your 20s, I think, and even in your 30s, sometimes as you're building, 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 any stage where you're in the building to recognize that sometimes being so laser focused, squeezing the water so tightly takes you away from allowing yourself to grow holistically and have the openness to let things happen the way they're meant to happen. And in the timing, they're meant to happen. And that also, Heather, to your point, I think Mm -hmm. speaks to faith. If you don't have any faith, then you're probably going to hold that water pretty tight. I love how these all kind of come together. It was not easy because we had so many things we wanted to talk about, but I thought there were a few key takeaways that wrap this all up. So I'm going to bullet point those things. One, take what serves you, reject or change that that does not serve you. Whether it's your mindset, holding on tightly, whether it's that negative self-talk, whether it's that minimizing language that sometimes interrupts our full potential, take what serves you, reject the change that does not serve you. Second, life is not only learning, but also unlearning. And Erica, we talked about that not too long ago. I thought it was so profound because not only are we not ever done learning, but we're always having to unlearn. Us as warrior women, we have to understand that there's some learning that does not serve us that we have to unlearn. And I think that's an important takeaway. The third one is life is hard and unfair. And to a degree, we have to embrace the fear as part of being in the arena. We have to be prepared and not hold on so tightly and not be so laser focused that we're not able to let ourselves fall or fail. And part of that is learning to fail well. We need to beware of rigid either or rules. I think we've heard that in this conversation. We need to embrace a more holistic mindset and reject the false dilemma fallacy that is constantly suggesting that it's either or, right? You're either goal-driven or you're leaving it all to chance. You're either a person of faith or you're a person of action. All of the fallacies that suggest it's one or the other when it's usually both. And finally, confidence and strength are different from overconfidence and arrogance. We need to be humble, thoughtful, and brave. And on that note, each episode, I end with a manifest statement. And this week, I am going to turn it over to Erica, which I have never done. But you had this incredibly profound words of wisdom relative to being thoughtful, humble, and brave. So Erica, if you would share the manifest statement this week. I'm so honored, Kimberly. So here it goes. (laughs) Be humble enough to learn the rules. Thoughtful enough to evaluate how the rules serve you. And brave enough to break the rules. That really says it beautifully, Erica. This is incredible advice. I love it. I think it's a great way to end. And I cannot thank you both enough for sharing my birthday with me and doing one of my favorite things to do in life, which is engaging in great conversations with brilliant warrior women. I always say sit with warriors and the conversation is different. And that is why I love sitting with my two besties here and having this opportunity to celebrate my 50th birthday in this way. Thanks for celebrating this milestone day with me, Erica and Heather. And thank you for listening. Happy birthday. Thank Happy you. birthday. Thank you. For more resources, you can visit my website, www.advancingwomenpodcast.com and connect on Instagram at Advancing Women Podcast. I love getting your feedback. So please email me at 
drdsimone at advancingwomenpodcast.com. I just want to thank Joe Jacobs, the audio warrior who wrote the music for this podcast, and a huge thanks to Heather Harris, the creative warrior who designed the Advancing Women podcast logo. And thanks to all of you for joining me here today.